You are listening to the We Hired a Sitter for this podcast. We hired a sitter for this. We have a roster of like seven sitters. I hate authority, but I'm a mom. I'm an old man. I need orthopedic shoes. The laughs, the chuckles, the TMI. Some people might say, why would you have kids? The oceans are rising. The economy's collapsing. And they're not wrong. I'm Ross. And I'm Patrick. And we hired Gastor, how are you this week? I oh, missed you. Always good, Patrick. Good to see you too, homie. Miss this, you too, bro. This is the one, one of the weird uh, byproducts of podcasting. You came in, you just got here, and I'm like, we can't talk now. We gotta <laughs> if, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk and be friendly. If you want pleasantries, wait till I hit record because we're I mean? we're crunching for time. Listen, uh, we only got an hour good in us. Okay? Yeah, we need it for the pot. Yeah, so uh, we're we're podcasting from Bushwick. You are you're parked outside. Uh, you've you've learned that parking can be harrowing over here. Yeah, it's a bit of a challenge. Uh, there's a lot of people doing uh, real jobs. Yeah, uh, they get here earlier than us. They beat us to spots, uh, and I come in. You know, eleven, twelve o'clock, one o'clock. Uh, started my work day and they're like nah uh, we like our actual adults we yeah. do real jobs we get here early uh, so there's no spots ever you yeah. know if you want to clock in you better rise much earlier than this <laughs> uh, I'm going to just adjust this camera a little bit you can feel free to narrate if you like I I, I, I like seeing the, the background work getting done you know yeah. it's magical people got to yeah. see that there's uh, a real artistry being done here you people know. people are uh th- these clips aren't going to just make themselves we need this green screen we need yeah. it to work so uh but yeah it's good to see you likewise brother. i was just reporting to you that ross came in she recorded an episode oh She's yeah back. she wanted a, <laughs> she wanted a piece of this pie man i love it yo back in action baby the og yeah the original yeah how was your weekend? Did you watch the games? Did you watch the playoffs? I uh, I bet money on the games. I lost on both. Oh, you're that into sports? Yeah, you, you know. How, how much money are we talking? Not too crazy. Uh, it's a buck on each, you know. But uh, one single dollar? No, a hundred dollars. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That's how gamblers talk. <laughs> uh, how about you? Uh, I did not watch. I did not gamble. That's for sure. Um, I was curious because I know you're a sports fan, and I'd, I this is how lame my life is. I was going to bed Sunday night and all these headlines start coming up about the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift and whatever. And I'm like, oh, this was these were the important games. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes, they were. Yes, they were, Patrick. Uh, so tell me, <laughs> I, I want to know the role. I want to know the role of sports in your life as a human, as a dad, as a pressure relief, as a comic. Now I want to ask you a bunch of questions about gambling, but first start with sports. I'm curious if <laughs> I want to know if there's a, a relationship between sports and your your son, uh, or or daughter, or family, or or dad, or whatever. Like what how, what does a weekend of football games look like in the Almonte household? I mean, it, it's it's honestly the time I'm I'm given the most peace. Mm. Um, it's the only day I have uh, domain of the living room. Um, the do you have an armchair? Yeah, I got my own chair. No oh, one man. sits in it. Uh, my son tries to now, but even he knows, like, if I walk in to just stand up, he doesn't even, like, need me to ask anymore. That is so old school. Straight up. I it's love just it. my seat. Everyone I love it. knows it. Uh, it's it's even, like, a family thing. Like, when my in-laws come in, they don't just sit. They ask, so are you going to sit down? Yeah. And, like, and if I say, I, I always say no because, you know, like, out of respect. But they, out of respect, don't just assume it's their seat. It's how the only seat that's like reserved. How many miles are on this chair? How many years have you oh, had yeah. it? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's racking them up right now. It's got to be at uh, 
I got like I would say nine or ten. It's pretty close. Are, are to we the talking mark. Jennifer Convertibles? Are we talking oh, this, uh, my my old company, baby? Is Bob's Furniture? Oh, you worked there too? Yeah, on yo. Metropolitan. I worked at the one. Uh, I worked at two of them. I was at the one in Flushing. That's no longer there now. And uh, I manage. I was a manager at the one in Yonkers. Did you get the employee discount? I did, yeah. Nice. It's not bad, yo. You worked at the one in Queens? No, I just I've driven by there going to Trader <laughs> Joe's. Uh, I've done some manual labor in my life though. Amen. I, uh, I worked at a hardware store. I did some roofing. Did some hay baling. Hell yeah. Worked at a garage doing oil changes. My man. This is me overcompensating. You, <laughs> you clearly making fun of me that I definitely didn't work at Bob's furniture store. No, so wrote that. I, uh, I just want you to know, I've, I've, I've put some calluses on these hands. Hell yeah. That's uh, beautiful. Uh, that's great. So the chair. <laughs> so that's Dad's chair, and everybody knows. Hundred percent. No one touches it if I'm there. Like it's it's left open in general, and then like my son, like over the last like year, he's kind of started sitting there. Which, being frank, like he needs to if like if I'm not there, because he's like significantly taller than my wife and daughter now. Yeah, yeah. So like just on on space shit, like it was too many of them on the other sofa. Right. But uh, if I show up, he stands up and he sits on one of the stools. And there's a ceremonious changing of the guard. Hell yeah. Changing of the chair. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, it's dope. He even like sometimes like he won't notice that I'm in. And like when I when I creep up, he's like, oh, and he like jumps up, like he's like, oh, it's my bad, like I fucked up. It's that legit. is respect. Yeah, yo, it's uh, dope. What all happens in this chair? Just TV viewing, sports watching, or are you doing some writing in this chair? I do a lot of napping on uh -huh. the chair. It is, it's like, uh, it's kind of like my overall like uh, surveillance place. Yeah, you know, um. Like you, I, you, you have every angle of the yeah, whole house. Yeah, I could cover the you're, whole crib. You're like Jack Reacher. Straight He's got to see all angles, entrances, and exits. Dude, two of the three entrances are in front of me. I could see the kids' bedrooms. I know who's like awake or who's not. The auditory channels and are open. Yeah, you I can, can listen hear. to everything. So like, I I'll take a nap. It's central command. Straight up, yo. <laughs> Somebody shows up, they gotta come in through the area, so I know who who came in my house. Yeah, you know, um, and it just lets like if Gabby leaves and it's like my day with the kids or my time with the kids, um, that's how I, I babysit. You know, yeah. like that's how I take care of them. Like I'm I'm listening, but I'm sleeping. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I watch I watch games on there. Uh, I watch a lot of like uh, they I, I'm a comedian obviously, so like uh. I watch a lot of pilot episodes, mm. so that's something that like uh, me and the kids might do together. Uh, and yeah, like, I do some writing. You're like, guys, help me figure out what the inciting incident is here, and if they're Straight developing up. these characters fast enough. Yo, my kid, I might not make it, but my kids will, cause like we break down pilots all the time. Yeah, what? Just mostly comedy pilots, or uh, a lot of first episodes in general, but mostly comedy. But yeah. we've watched. Uh, Breaking Bad a few times together, the pilot episode. We watched the it's bear. family friendly. Yeah, of course. You got you got to throw in a few of those, you yeah. know. Uh, and uh, Sopranos. We Did watched you say that the bear? pilot. Yeah, that's intense too. The bear's intense too. Then you know we got some more like family friendly pilots. The Abbott Elementary pilot is like yeah. really like well done. Yeah. Um, Malcolm in the Middle. On there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a few pilots that like I think really like check the boxes, and when I feel like I want to write. I watch those over and over again. And yeah. Like, they see the beats now. They understand what I'm looking for. Yeah. Let me, and I'll just say for the casual listener or or watcher here, it's very common that when you're going to write a script, a spec script, or develop an idea or whatever, you want to write a pilot first. And in the first episode of anything, that's when you learn about who these people are, what the situation is. And it's it's a very specific thing compared to what 
yeah, the rest episodes. of the show. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. So and, my and, kids and have just, learned about it. You know I'm what I mean? I'm kind of making that up. Is that accurate? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, cool. That's, that's my seat for all all things. Yeah. Is theirs, mine. Um, the There's only, a lot of good memories in that. Yo, straight up. That's, that's like, because everything I've seen in my family is from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, my ki- my daughter making her first sandwich. You know what I mean? My kids doing homework. My kids helping each other with homework. That was like real dope for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? beautiful. Yeah. So like all of that is from that view. And do you attach sentimentality to objects? Like this chair, you, you now have this nostalgia for these memories from this chair. Uh, and I'm asking you this for a reason, but like, are you romantic in that way? Are you sentimental in that kind of way? I am, and I'm trying to be less so. Yeah. Yeah, like that's part of like, uh, we talked about like the clothes thing. Yes. That was part of why like I made that pivot, because I'm trying to do that less. Yeah. Because like, it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's still a 10-year-old like seat. Like, I got to throw that out at some yeah, point, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it, how's the structure of it, it? it? It's struggling. I'm a big dude <laughs> in general, you know, so like, it ain't built for a lot anymore, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you know, Bob's great value, not necessarily like meant to last twenty yeah, years. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the uh, they're like the forever twenty one of furniture. Yeah, store. you know, it's yeah. pretty good stuff for five years. But yo, don't don't be pushing it, okay? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I think it's 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 around that point where like I got to start looking at a replacement. And so you're gonna engage in like the Buddhist approach to things, the Zen approach, where it's just like this is just an object. I can throw it away. I can get a new one. I, I had good times in this chair, but it's time to move on. Yeah, I, I'm trying to like do the whole like uh, I forget the lady the the oh yeah the, the, sparking joy. Yeah, like kind of yeah. like that where like uh, if this makes me happy, I keep it type thing, mm-hmm. and also like uh, I'm trying to practice if something comes in, something got to go out. Right, that's good. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. So I I asked about that because I probably yeah maybe I already talked about this last episode but I Ross is ruthless with what gets thrown out like she if if that was her chair it would have been gone three years ago and you'd be sitting on the floor until you went out and got your own chair again you need a Ross yo real I know. talk my uh, wife is like that too she uh like when uh when the quarantine started I needed a place to do comedy that didn't interfere with the family because mm. like she was no longer going out to work so I couldn't use the living room. Yeah. And I had a room downstairs. Oh, I saw that room. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, that used to be just, like, a crazy mess of all of my life. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, yo, I need this office. And I went down there. I tried for, like, three days. And I would just come up with nothing done. I would just yeah. emotionally be, like, hugging a bag of, like, wires <laughs> that, like, reminded me of when I recorded rappers in, like, 98 Yeah, and, shit. and we all have that bag of cables that Yo. don't even plug into anything anymore. <laughs> At all. I have AC adapters in here somewhere that go to computers that don't even exist. Yo, CRT cables. I don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah, I'm, yeah maybe one day I'm going to need that monitor. I'm going to need <laughs> that other extra screen. I have a... I have a Actually, no, I finally did get rid of this computer tower over here. I, for, I truly thought, I was like, well, one day I'm going to have such a big production company, the secretary's going to need a computer to at least return emails. Amen. And, but but I like, that never happened because here we are. Uh, Give it time, baby. It's coming. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to purge. Purging. We're always purging in yeah. our house. So, yeah, I, I asked her to go down there for me. Yeah. And she, like, threw out all my stuff. Yeah. She put it in bags, and uh, she came up. She's like, gas store, you can't look at any bag. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, we, like garbage day, we're throwing them out together. But I couldn't look because she, she was like, you're going to want to keep stuff. Yes, that's so smart. And now that two years have gone by or whatever, do you miss a single thing? 
Uh, no, no, she won. There was yeah. uh, I would say like I would ask randomly like, hey, is this there? And like, uh, she's been like on point where like, yup, that is there and it's here. Like, I yeah, don't. There yeah. hasn't been a single time that even if something I thought of that I haven't seen, um, it's around there. So yeah, yeah, she she won. Everything she threw out had to go. And now when you replace the chair, is she in charge of sourcing the chair or can you get, will you, I mean, you're going to spend a lot of time in this new chair. So will you go demo some chairs? Will you take some test drives? Yeah, you got block, to. Kick you, some you, tires? I got to pick my chair because like, um, I used to like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with Gabby running pilot yeah. on everything in the house. Sincerely, I, it's less that I got to do anyway. Right. But, um, I learned this in furniture, but I realized this even before that, uh, comfortable means very different things to very to yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of those things has to do with like height. So mm. like seats that Gabby finds comfortable don't work for me. I'm a foot taller than her. Yeah. You know. So like uh, the first like two sofa sets we had as a family hated them. Yeah. I could not sit in the living. I'm like, yo, shorty, this is built for you, short people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not five three. I can't sit on this. This doesn't work for so, me. So what'd at you all. do? Did you bring in some cinder blocks, get it up a little higher? I would just come and talk in the living room and leave. Yeah. Like I would just go back to our room. Like and I'm like, it's a like we would have parties and I just couldn't like be in the center of the space. It's people just, people are like, Is what's wrong with Gastor? Is he sad over there? Like, no, no, he's just too tall. <laughs> he's too tall. That's Real tall. You or your in laws, they're all like five, six and under. Yeah. You know what I mean? My boy George, tallest guy in the family, he's five eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? All yeah, you gotta you, do is pints. Like I'm like two? six feet tall, something yeah. like that. But like, yeah, it's just is I'm not a giant, but like I'm significantly taller than her. Yeah. So like, what she needs just doesn't work, right? For me, you know what I mean? So like, and again, and I don't want her to be uncomfortable either. Pick something that works for you, but that one seat gotta be mine. Yeah, you know what I mean? And purchase. I mean, furniture is a big purchase. So Ross and I, we we started a financial journey, like maybe. Ooh five or six years ago now where we because you know we got married we've been together 13 years actually saturday was our 13 year anniversary of dating gang 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 yeah uh so uh yeah we but we never got our money on the same page for years and so now it's like like right now we a big purchase we got to do is we got to put up a wall in the living room to create like a little bedroom for ourselves yeah and that's gonna be probably two grand if we use the cheap company that does it uh and now it's like we got a plan for that. We got a budget for that. We got to like talk about it and like look at what's coming in, what's going out. Do you guys do that kind of stuff, or how how do you guys handle like a big furniture purchase like that? We got a one unified account, and we got to put the same amount in it every month. Mm-hmm. And anything that we do outside of that, I don't care. Yeah. So like, if she wants to buy something and it's from her money. I don't care as long as the same amount went into the account. Yeah. So uh, I put in more because I make more, um, but it's more so about, like, this is what we agreed that we consistently need for a family to, like, pay our bills. Yeah. Um, And in turn, it allows each of us to, like, kind of do our frivolous shit. You know, like, I, right. I, spend, it up, I, I spend an obscene amount on sneakers. Mm-hmm. I know. But, like, the I don't do it first. I paid the house bill first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in the turn, I don't care, like, if Gabby, like, yo, she dropped $60 on Starbucks. That's just crazy to me, but cool, yeah. you know, uh, don't I matter. Like, I like that system. It's it's very, like, organized crime, you yeah. know? Like, you got to pay your deposit, That's and then it. we'll take care of you. 
Yeah. You got to take care of that first. So, like, whenever we thinking about, like, yo, you want to buy a sofa, we know where to look. Right. It's the, This is the family account. It's in here. Yeah. And then, like, if it's something that, like, you really, really want to do on your own, go do it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a necessity, we check there first. Um, so, so yeah, every now and then a necessity, I might cop it on my own because I'm like, yeah, like, we need this and I'll do it out of my bread. Yeah. Um, but uh, in general, everything comes from there first. So there's a system, though. Yeah, you got to, man. Like, yeah. um, too many, uh, I feel like all the breakups happen because of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So we wanted to skip all that. So it was like, yo, this is how it is. This is where it comes from. And where did you learn that from? Uh, Sopranos. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> was it the pilot episode? <laughs> Actually, in fact, that's the only episode of Sopranos I've seen is the pilot. Really? I got to catch up on Sopranos and football. Yo. And by the way, I enjoy football games. Uh, I just, it's been years since I knew what was going on. Uh, oh, I wanted to check in with you. So you're talking about this chair. It's a little rough. You talked about being a big guy. You also mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago your walking journey. Yeah. How's the exercise and walking journey going? Not bad. Uh I would say so this month this month uh very low for normal people numbers. I get this. Um but I uh I'm hitting 3000 steps a day. Last year my average day was 1900 for the year. That's amazing. Yeah, so this is the most I've ever walked on average in like probably two years wow um good for you yeah three thousand sounds like a lot i don't know what any of that means it's not a lot it's like a mile and a half a day in total walking yeah most like for health they want you to do ten thousand steps okay and like i think the average person in new york does like five to seven yeah so my goal is to like move up a thousand every month yeah so like i'm doing that yeah um i used to do that pre-lockdown yeah so I'm trying to build back up to that regularly. You ever talk to Freddie G about this stuff? Yeah, man. Freddie's a, a big health nut. He bought uh he bought me a book, really like appreciate. He gave me like a whole health book of like uh things that he ate to like help his transformation. Wow. Uh yeah, Freddie's the homie, man. Real talk. He got me uh when I when I found out I was diabetic, he got me uh a gift card for like some fancy nuts. Nice. Straight up. It was cool, man. I had a delivery and like it came with like these notes of like uh, yo, these are like uh Indonesian cranberries and yeah, shit like yeah. that. It was like real specific uh if you fruits and and nuts. Yeah, I uh a few summers ago I cut out sugar for like a month. I I was losing my mind doing it, but the nuts were a big part of it. Yeah, and a well timed macadamia nut is like tastes like dessert when you when you like stop putting so much sugar in your like when I was when I stopped doing that. Certain nuts tasted so good. I know this sounds terrible <laughs> out of context. But when I put those nuts in my mouth, they just did something. Cam uh, and Mace would be all over you right now, like Paul yeah, be. Yeah. Um, uh, but Freddie, I remember Freddie when he when he started his journey like seven years, eight years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he talked a lot about getting off subway stops early. Like if he, let's say, he had to go to Fourteenth Street for some reason. He would get out at 23rd and then walk the rest of the way to 14th. You know what I'm saying? Like That's get dope. Out, he, he would get out a stop early wherever he was going. It was just a rule he lived by for a while. Okay. And I thought that was so clever because, yeah, I it's like, yeah, you got to build the exercise into the day. Straight up. That's why we record in Bushwick. I can't park anywhere near here. Yeah, you're you going to have to start, start walking it, it yo. Yeah. That's why we're doing it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I am impressed as a New Yorker that you're able to keep 
I mean, I kind of want to get a pedometer or whatever it's called to see how low I can go. Because <laughs> I, I love the idea. You of got doing... the iPhone though. Check, oh, yeah, check on does, the health app. It does follow you, right? Yeah, that's let's that's see. literally what I do. I let's, check on the health app. Let's see where I'm at. It yeah. would tell me my average. Yeah, right there. Click on the little heart. Okay, let's see. It's gonna show you your your daily walking. What if You've I never did it, done this before? Apparently. What if I um? Yeah. What if I don't? What if I told it not to track my? Nah, there you oh. go. So that's what you've done today. Click on and click on that. Bang. And right, those did, are your daily app. That's that's for the week. So I like, did thirty eight sixty already today. Yeah, and wow. on your peak day was that day. You did almost ten thousand steps. Wow. See, and then like uh you can see like your average. So your average is like six thousand. So you want okay. the money. Nice. Yeah, that's about an average day for a New Yorker. Yeah. Um and then it tells you like how much you're doing versus last year. Uh, so like today you're doing that, you ahead of where you would normally be at for wow. a day like today. It's pretty dope, man. Yeah, I'll it's, keep an eye on that. Yeah, let you know where you at. Like if you act, it, it gives you even more and more info every year. But what do you think of these devices tracking where we go in the world? Some of it is scary, admittedly, but like I also realize that like I'm not important. Yeah, you know, like no one's really like tracking me. Like if yo, real talk, if Apple is like yo, you know what I want to know? <laughs> what's what's Gas Store doing right now? <laughs> Like, yeah, real talk. I mean, y'all are fucking up the money. It's kind of nice to be thought about, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> it's just nice to be remembered sometimes. Uh, this guy just keeps getting sandwiches every day. I don't yeah. know what. <laughs> you know, there's a whole Reddit page devoted to where Elon Musk's plane is. Yeah, there's, I've heard of this. There's dude. people tracking his every movement. Yo. Like, there was like a dude on. Uh, she sued the dude on Twitter that like made an app. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! I would love to have that. That is some next level uh, celebrity status, and that's like. I mean, I think it's people criticizing him for the amount of fuel he uses and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, oh, so yeah, so tell me about the the walks though. I, I one day you were posting some photography from things you noticed around the neighborhood while you were on the walk. I thought that was really beautiful uh thank you uh yeah does it feel like feel like you're this this feels like something you want to get deeper into yeah but on both ends the photography and the walking it lets me like uh forget that i'm walking yeah um but yeah i'm also like just finding uh i'm learning parts of my neighborhood that i like uh didn't know were there because you can't discover them without i found a couple of parks yeah yeah um there's like architecture stuff that i like looking at um so yeah like i, I dig like uh, getting to see my neighborhood from this perspective up close. Yeah. That, like, admittedly, like, I, I didn't growing up. Um, yeah. Even when I was on those streets younger, it was always late. Yeah. So, like, seeing things in the daylight is different. Yeah. Uh, a lot more beauty than I realized. I kind of dig it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like, I really, like, uh, am enjoying the walks. Uh, they're healthy. So, yeah, I'm happy. I, I, I'm i going to keep doing them. Well, one thing I noticed about your social life and your your block, uh, I was returning gear to you one night, and we were in the bodega next to your house. You literally live next to a bodega. Hell yeah! Everybody knows you there. Yeah, you could probably stand outside. I think I think you call yourself the bodega bouncer sometimes. Yes, right? indeed. Is yes, that one indeed. Of the words? Yes, indeed. Uh, I I loved the idea that you could have a whole social life just holding court on that corner with people you know, people you've known forever, people you're just meeting. I, that night it was kind of funny i think that guy was just learning you were a comic or <laughs> yeah because to most people i'm just like my dad's son yeah. so i'm just like yo yeah that's leo's kid you know yeah uh so yeah like they just assume i'm just like a regular dude from the block they don't know yeah. that i do stand up so you could i mean you could just be a superintendent on your block 
with your buildings and not be a comic, not do any of this stuff. Yeah. Not be interested in walking the neighborhood. I'm getting deep and philosophical here. But what do you think is in your DNA that makes you need to get out and express yourself and whether it's just on a walk, taking photos or getting on stage and telling your stories? Um, I Man, that's a, that's a loaded question. I'm uh, making a documentary about you. Did you know? <laughs> did you know that this podcast is just so? Uh, one, um, my like, if I had all the money in the world, like sincerely, like I had no concern for money, um, I would buy a corner store in Brooklyn, mm. and I would give away groceries to my locals, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, if you got money, buy it so that you know, uh. It's not like a free for all, if you will. Yeah. But like, I want the freedom to like. Anytime a little kid walk up to me, like, y'all want chips? Yeah, grab that little yeah. man. I want that and not have to be worried that like, yo, we going out of business. Um, that's my dream, and I want to literally just sit on a milk crate, yeah. in the front of the store, and just tell people, hey, what's up? How you doing? Oh, that's what's yeah. up. How you having a good day? I love that. That's literally my 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 freaking vision board. It's yeah, just yeah. Bodega bouncer of a bodega that doesn't need to make money. That yeah. is all I want and aspire for. Yeah. Um, And I think that's kind of what drives my comedy. Like, mm-hmm. I like uh, connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel uh, a real debt to East New York in particular, but Brooklyn and New York in general. Um, I learned a lot about uh, work ethic, mm-hmm. um, morals, from people that uh, I don't think people normally associate that with. Uh, so, yeah, I vibe with my hood. I vibe with my city. I vibe with the people that uh, it represents. Um, I think it's the most American of all places uh, because uh, it's it's a whole bunch of people that go there. They immigrate to this country and they kind of go there and, like, they hit, like, start. Like, it's like the Monopoly board. They just had, they just passed go for the first time, you yeah. know? So, like... They're going around for the first time this game board. They're trying to learn how to play the game. And a lot of people start that in East New York. So, like, uh, I feel a need to kind of go and share this story with people of, like, yo, um, I know I look scary, but uh, I'm actually a family-friendly guy. I like hugs. Yeah, You know, yeah. <laughs> I like flowers. Yeah. Uh, and so do all these other people. You just don't see that because they happen to work, like, a 12-hour shift at a warehouse so when they come out you know they look like they worked right you know right, what I mean? right. so it's different but yo you give them a give them a chance to kind of spruce up sunday's best you see that they lovely people and maybe a generation or two from now when they could build on that those kids are going to be artsy and all of that uh and then that's the other part of it like i think of like uh like both of my parents came from like uh poor farming families in, in mm. the dominican republic and like they're they're thankfully pretty successful now yeah and like it makes me wonder like yo like i wonder if like one of my aunts would have been like uh a actress or a painter right or some like weird arts thing that like she couldn't pursue because it just wasn't even like fathomable it wasn't something you could imagine yeah so yeah that's why i tell jokes i feel like um, I'm getting a shot to do the weird artsy thing that they couldn't even dream of yeah yeah i mean well, and I like the description of you on the milk crate connecting with people like that because I got to witness that when we did a show together for, uh, I think it was five or six people in that apartment building. And, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. And I made the mistake of booking just me, you, and one other comic. Uh, <laughs> so we all did like a half an hour or more, and 
um, you were like, do you mind if I just sit and talk to them? Yeah. Uh, so you sat on the stool on stage, of course, and you talked to them and it was great. It was hilarious, but it was also like very connecting and it was another neighborhood in Brooklyn and, uh, you know, you have material about your neighborhood in Brooklyn and yeah, it, it really did feel like you are an ambassador for where you're from and the kind of family you're from and the kind of uh, values you have. Uh, and it was, it was great. And I, what you just described, I got to see in person and that's why all of you should follow Gastor Almonte and go see him in Plano, Texas is, uh, coming up, right? This will be, be out by then, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'll be out there. yo. And even if not, you know what I mean? Hopefully you saw me. You no, know what no. I mean? We'll put this episode up tomorrow, Wednesday, January 31st. So Bond. that gives you, that gives you some hours to find where he's playing in Plano, Texas. Plano, this weekend. baby. House of comedy. Uh, how about that? I drop dates in the middle of the episode. <laughs> uh, no, I love that. I, and I, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I think the more we can learn about you, the better everybody's going to love this show. Cause, uh, yeah, you're the man. It's way more heartfelt than, uh, I thought it was going today, you yeah. know? Uh, well, we can, we can get, uh, but we, I like that. We can mix it, it cool. up. Uh, <laughs> uh, all that's to say is that uh, we need women in our lives to throw out our stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's where we we were getting at. Um, yeah. Thank God, Ross. <laughs> Ross, I mean, actually, where she comes in clutch with the minim minimization is with, yeah, kids' clothes. Like, the kids grow, like, they grow into stuff quickly, and then they grow out of the old stuff, or they wear through stuff. And it's like, it's got to just, it's just like a rotating. It's got to go. Rotating cast of wardrobe. And I, I like get attached to certain little t-shirts. I'm like, oh, I love that when she wore that. I, what I have to rely on is photography. I'm like, I got pictures of her in that little outfit. I've got pictures of her in those sneakers or whatever. Just get rid of them. There's no reason to keep anything. Yeah. You got to let, you got to let go. I like that, uh, that first time you notice that your kid is too old for kid, for kid clothes. Yeah. Because, like, baby clothes has, like, a certain feel of, like, this is too soft for normal. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, like, that first time, like, your kid is, like, gangly and, like, they going to tear through the clothes. You're like, oh, you got you need regular shit. Now. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a, it's, it's a good feeling. You, you know? need some denim. Yeah. You know? Something that's built to, like, deal with you. I can remember being a little kid. Like, now I'll see Franny. Like, she'll feel a tag or something against her skin and she won't like the way it feels and... I can remember. Did you ever have that word? Like yeah. you were too sensitive to tags or denim or corduroy pants. I remember putting on corduroy pants, thinking like, "What is this torture device that my <laughs> mother just put me in? Like I can't wear this all day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like die if this like sandpaper keeps scratching at me." Yeah, and I didn't now, do the corduroy pants. Yeah, you weren't doing corduroy in nah, East New York. Not at all, yo. Like <laughs> I, I told my mom, like, "Yo, those shits look like the the wall in Uncle's basement." <laughs> <laughs> they they are terrible when you're a kid that's like it's very lame i went through a phase in adulthood where i was trying to make corduroys work and okay. then i did actually then i did the thing where i had two pairs of these interesting colored levi corduroys when i was probably 28 29 and at 28 29 i'm at like a 31 waist i'm like feeling slim and trim i'm in shape and then uh that stopped happening and but i was like i'm gonna keep these pants because eventually i'll get back down oh I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll slim up again 
So I kept them for like seven years. And during the pandemic, <laughs> yeah, during the pandemic, I finally was like, these are not happening. They these pants go. are not happening. None of these medium-sized button-down shirts are happening anymore. <laughs> Everything's got to go. Uh, yeah, that was my wife was like, even if uh, you get back down to the size, none of this shit's in style anymore. You yeah. don't go back to wearing like FUBU and Rockaway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are what are the brands like i don't what, even know what's popping today yeah. like that i'm like i said i'm fully dickied out yeah you went working class yeah. yeah yo but uh yeah like she was like you got mad lrg uh freaking uh anichi yeah i remember anichi i i got a nietzsche uh i got a velour suit i was in college okay and this is when padiz nizzle pat was going on my, my first <laughs> rap incarnation and I worked some summer job where they were like, all right, at the end of the summer, you get a, you get like a $400 stipend for a lot of work. And at that time though, I was like, I've never made $400 at once. I'm going to buy something stupid with this. <laughs> so I, so I got a velour suit at the Roosevelt field mall in long Island, blue and white. And, uh, I was like, this is hilarious that I have like a Tony Soprano looking suit <laughs> or like P Diddy was wearing them at the time. Like all those guys. I was like, this is for the joke. I spent like $300 on this stupid suit. Oh, that I, I wore like three times on stage and same thing. I kept it in the closet. I'm like, I'm going to shoot a sketch or something with this thing. Never, never, never did. Finally never. got rid of it. The signs that you need to Ross in your life were there early. Yes. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she saved me. Roads up, yo. In many ways. Thank God for 13 years with her. So you don't uh, do like any, any, uh, like sports things in general? Like you don't watch, uh, sports on TV at all? I, I, like I said, I, I've watched football, uh, I, when I used to work the road more often for TV stuff, I would watch a lot of sports with uh, this guy Chuck that I worked with a lot. We would watch a lot of games at bars. Like it gave us a reason to like go out at night. Yeah. Um, I grew up a Yankee fan. Watched a lot of baseball as a kid. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I just don't have the room for it or the energy or something. I did have a Sports Illustrated subscription for some years because the writing was so good. Damn, uh, they just announced they, they shutting down. I know, I know, it's crazy. Because um, I do like the the long arcing narratives that happen. I love a yeah. sports documentary. Like, Hell yeah. Like the 30 for 30 series. I've seen a ton of those. I think those are amazing. Yeah, um, yo. I, I love and respect sports, but I, yeah, I'm not like a fan. I think, I also, I had this college professor who, he was like uh, kind of a conspiracy theorist. He he would be like, and we were all there to study how to get into media and bro okay. and broadcasting and you know mainstream media. But he would tell us he was like the kind of guy who'd be like, if you're a fan of any team, you're just sheep. You wear any clothes that have a brand name on it, you're sheep. <laughs> that means the the marketers won. The corporations are taking over your brains. I love this and, guy. Uh, and he said for Super Bowl Sunday, he's like, if you stay at home and watch the Super Bowl, you're a sucker. You live 20 miles from the best city in the entire world. If you don't go to the your, the restaurant you can't normally get reservations to on Super Bowl Sunday, you're a sucker. And that was his whole angle on the Super Bowl. It was like, you got to go to a nice restaurant. Instead of watching this football game, okay, and uh, there was something. I mean, obviously, it was a little nutty, but there was something that I did, that I did retain from that. Uh, but now I'm also kind of like, 
I see how sports can connect people. Yeah. I see, especially, I'm most attracted to how sports can connect young people with other people they normally wouldn't mix with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I want Francis to get involved with sports or some kind of activity where she'll meet lots of other people from different parts of the city and all that stuff. Uh, and then the bonding between, you know, like, I, I, yeah, like if you and your dad bonded over football, I think that's cool. My dad is into NASCAR. Okay. I could never really get into NASCAR that much. Like I like cars and, but like it never really stuck as a bonding point. You know? I was jealous we didn't have that in Brooklyn, yo. I wanted to like do the car thing, yo. That should be fire. It's just, you can't like get into NASCAR and stop and go traffic in yeah. New York, you know? But yeah. That just seems awesome. And here we comes- need Dominican NASCAR drivers, yo. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want like a dude in NASCAR where like the sticker says, que lo que, you know, next to his car. That should Wh- be fire. What does that mean? Uh, it's just like the Dominican way of saying what's up, but it means just K-L-O-K? like. Yeah, but it's, it just translates directly to like what the what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's like, yo, what's up, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, yeah, I just think and we got like a lot of cool like Latin products. You know what I mean? You could have like a Bustelo sponsored NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Think that yellow would look fire? Oh, it would on a yeah. Car, you know yeah. what I mean? We could and, do it. And here comes Gastor in the Bustello car. He's Yo. coming up quickly to this red light. He's gonna have to slow down. Up, oh, he stopped again. There you go. He needs and more Bustello. It's gonna be green in just a moment. <laughs> Got to wait for this crosswalk. Actually, they do. I was in Nashville over the summer, and they do block off city streets to have yeah. like different road races. I don't think it's NASCAR, but that seems insane. Like. That would be kind of fun to have a drag strip you, under the J train. It should be fire. We do it for the for the marathon. Yeah. You know what I mean? We could do like a you know, New York go kart or some shit. Yeah. Five borough bike tour, get out of here. Let's yeah. soup up some Honda Accords. Hell and yeah, yo. Rip around the city. I'm with it. I had a <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that too, my boy. <laughs> One of my neighbors used to rob uh cars and like we was hanging out as uh, a teenager. What what age are we talking? I don't. I didn't. I don't. I don't. I would assume mostly younger. Yeah. But uh, and that was part of like his issue. Like he like I don't even know. Like we were just like talking about like the good old days. Yeah. And that was his like good old day share. Like we was all like <laughs> hanging out. He's like, man. He's like, I miss robbing cars, but he's like, you know, they don't. They they all got GPSs now. You know. Yeah, so yeah. like, yeah. What good is like getting into the car if they gonna know him in the car? Yeah. You know, and he's like, I miss the simplicity of just robbing a Honda. Back when it was analog. Yeah, you know, the good old days, you yeah. know. When the car, <laughs> the car, it had a little warmth to it. Now yeah. it's all cold and digital. You know, rob cars, listen to records when you get home. Although the Kia, the Kia brand has become incredibly easy to steal. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, there's like a few, a couple years there worth of cars actually on the Bushwick subreddit, which I've talked about on this podcast way too many times now. <laughs> There's a whole storyline about a couple people's Kias gone missing uh, because of this. It's like a USB hack or something. Like you literally, <laughs> it's it's something with Bluetooth. It's something with Bluetooth or USB. And you just like code into the car and you can start the car and take, take people's cars. That is awesome, yo. And actually, uh, what is her name? Crystal Adams has a, has a whole chunk about it in her act because it happened to her in san francisco a few years ago that's so sad uh yeah it, so if you're that's why your kids got to go to coding uh boot camp so they can learn how to steal a kia sorrento real talk yo if you if you got a kia in general be like i'm sorry watch it watch it 
You know what I mean? You're looking at a Kia Sorento a Kia on owner? over here. <laughs> yeah. What? We got a we got a 2010 Kia Sorento, which we call the Kia Compromise, because <laughs> because the shitty car we had before that, I got rear-ended in. It got totaled, <laughs> and we were in a bind. We we're like, we need a car. We're, we're too we're too like spoiled into having. A, I got a parking spot behind my building, so we're like, let's get. We got to replace this car. This is summer 2016, so we went to a. I never did this. I would never do it again. I, I hope I wouldn't do it again. But we went to a used car dealership, got a 2010 Kia Sorento, 100,000 miles on it. Uh, How uh, much was that? Like $84? <laughs> I wish. I you wish. had a Kia with 100,000 miles? Yo, yeah, I didn't yeah. know they built that like coming that, up, yo. Coming up, coming up on 190 now. Yo. I put some miles on this thing. So... All this, all this to say, if you got a problem with that, when we go to Hyde Park next month, uh, you're driving. I'm with it, yo. Real talk, B. <laughs> I think I'm going to go from a Pathfinder to the Kia, nah, B. Kia Compromise. Not happening. Oh, yeah. Homie. We call it the Kia Compromise because we, we went to so many used car dealerships and we didn't like any cars, but we like needed to get a car. So we compromised our morals and our values and with each other and settled on this kia sorrento that, i don't i don't know if uh my wife would stay with me if i had a kia wow wow so, like that wow. might be a deal breaker for gabby yeah she'd be like yo for real this is what nah it's over <laughs> what's what's a pathfinder is that a nissan yeah it's the the seven seated joint mm. it's just cool we could throw anything in the back and it still don't interfere everybody still got seating yeah yeah it's dope you know what i mean the kids sit in the way way back uh aiden does now he likes to like the area for himself yeah. Uh, but normally, uh, if we just in a rush, uh, he's starting to take the front seat. Yeah, is Gabby. anybody calling shotgun? Yeah. Gabby usually okay takes it, but like, yeah, like if she in the mood, she like, nah, leave my seat alone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Aiden, uh, Aiden is starting to sit in the front when she's not there for sure. He's starting to feel like, oh yeah, I'm like tall enough that I, I belong here. Yeah. But if we're all four in, everybody got a row. Let me ask you this: as a headlining comedian, I'm a headlining comedian too. I can. Oh headline. yeah. I got. I got. I got hours and hours of shit I could do. No, uh, but let's say as a headliner, you're like, all right, I need an opener who can drive for me. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, the drive opener pulls up. He's in a Kia Sorento. Not happening. <laughs> you're Not. just like, I hired the wrong guy. Real talk. Not uh, uh, he would be fired instantly. Like uh, that. That that would be it, a pre-discussion. Because it gets worse. It gets worse. My Kia Sorento. So a few, a few summers ago, the summer before the pandemic, I was driving uh, Jacob Williams to a bunch of gig, gigs, and I would open for him. And, uh, you know, he's a sweet guy. He's not going to yeah. say anything. But on that trip, my driver's side door handle wouldn't open the door. So anytime we got in the car, <laughs> I would have to open the back door behind my door and then reach up. I'd have to dislocate my shoulder to reach up and open the door from the inside and let myself in. Nah, B. And uh and every single time I I would say something self-deprecating like, "Dude, I'm sorry. I know, you know, it's the car, you know, I got to get it fixed. Uh thanks for rolling with it." You'd be like, "No, no, no. It's no big deal. Whatever." It's a huge deal. Uh, <laughs> Your car doesn't work, my G. What are we talking about here? We've come too far as a people, okay? To deal with certain things, okay? Yeah. You have a literal computer as your phone. Okay, you can't have this. Has more megabytes than the Kia Compromise, by the way. <laughs> this, this, the Kia, the Kia I have, 
It has it barely has a computer in it. There's definitely no screen. Yo, this is crazy, I got, dude. I got no reverse camera. You have a reverse camera? Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Real talk, yeah. B. I, but listen, I got it fixed. I got that door handle fixed. Now flash forward to uh just two weekends ago. Jacob says, Yeah, come open for me in Connecticut. We'll drive up to Connecticut. What you, a glutton for punishment. Jacob, up, you could do better. And you pick me up at this time. I go to his house and I was like, hey, I got to let you know, uh, my door handle works fine, but it's your side that now doesn't work. <laughs> so whenever you get in the car, you got to stand outside like a sucker <laughs> until I get in and then I lean over and reach across like uh, we're in the Bronx tail. Jacob, is that what you signed up for? <laughs> 10 years of stand up, B, you've been doing this game, B. You're crushing it out there, B. You know, I'm I not think, saying don't hire Patrick. I'm not saying don't have him drive. I'm saying get another car. Make him get the other call. Yeah, yeah. Call in a favor. Yo, listen, can I borrow your call? But you don't. You you shouldn't be in that situation no more, B. We work too hard to sling these jokes. Hey, in my defense, it's clean. It's not really that clean. Uh, it it w- gets us where we're going. It's fuel efficient. Uh, it's comfortable. It's not that comfortable. It can't be. Uh, you already dislocated your shoulder getting into the car. <laughs> Jacob, you deserve better. Okay. Stop being a nice. Stop being a glutton for punishment, Jacob. I'm not even gonna say you're a nice guy, okay? The I, only reason you are allowing is you you got some weird kink, okay? <laughs> and just say that, like, hey, listen, like, I like being embarrassed and being told to wait outside in the rain while Patrick opens the car for me. You know, it's how I get off. Yeah. If you said that, I'd accept it. I'd appreciate that honesty. But no, don't tell me that you're doing this because you're being a nice dude. I, okay. I, you know, I think people. I think people want to feel they don't want to feel too fancy when they get to the gig. Like if you get to the gig and you're in a and you're in a Bentley uh, or a Maybach. Okay. Uh, you know, you want to look as comics. We want to come across as working class. Like we're we're of the people. My my you car's know? older, but it like the doors work. You know what I mean? Like I'm not telling you to come out stunting. I'm just saying like. Basic human necessities, my G. Here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get one to three more years out of this Kia oh Sorento. We're gonna run this thing. We're gonna get up to two hundred K at least. And 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 also we're also in the phase where Franny's sitting in the back. She's eating goldfish. There's goldfish crumbs everywhere. There's random cheddar bunnies. There's God knows what I mean, one day I found up a, a chewed up piece of bacon just under her seat. That she started but didn't finish. So I'm like, why Why are we going to get a new car while she is in her pigsty phase? You see how they justify this nonsense, B? Blaming this poor, innocent child, yo. Franny ain't do none of this, yo. Okay? <laughs> Franny ain't even have bacon, okay? All right? <laughs> you seen this, dude. These, they're white parents from Bushwick. Franny is on like a weird vegan diet right now, okay? Mm. All no, the bacon you, in that car is Patrick when he sneaks off to eat the food. No, actually, on his own because he's scared to eat it in front of Ross. Okay, no, she's eating. The the kid is eating so much bacon. I'm actually nervous. I'm gonna give her like a heart attack at the age of five. <laughs> like, are we allowed? Should you just give them as much as they want? Like, like she has two strips a day, not a day. Maybe, maybe she's having let's say eight strips a week. Is she keto or some shit? I don't know. Somehow she got, I started microwaving in the morning and it was just like something she would eat no matter what. Like, cause she, you know how they get picky about different foods and yeah. sometimes you don't know if they're going to eat or not. It became like the one thing that she'll definitely eat. So is it too much? I think you're fine. I mean, balance it with the other stuff if possible, but yeah. 
Um, I I think uh, from years like from zero to like year five, um, most of your job is just keeping them alive. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like you can't judge me because like I gave my kid eighteen chicken nuggets a day. Okay, like yeah. they're here. Yeah. Now I could teach them later. Like right now, it's just keep getting them to the point to where they're old enough to listen. Yeah. You know, so now nah, I'm with you. Pro bacon. That works. Hydrated and fed. Yeah. That's it. The they basics. alive and then like we could work on the coaching later. All right. And then. New- what is that? Maslow's but- hierarchy or something? Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Uh, What is it? Fulfillment or. uh, yeah, what is Food's high- got to be at the bottom. I figure like. What is the food and shelter? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm oh, saying. Self-actualization. Yeah. So right now you're doing food and shelter. Yeah. She can actualize her own damn self. I'm just trying to <laughs> keep the rain off her head. Keep her warm. Uh, and, and yeah, the vehicle, I guess that is part of the shelter. Sadly. But it's sufficient right now. It's sufficient. I've ne- I've You're never so upset with me. <laughs> yo, real talk, be like I've never been so disgusted. Yo. I am I am now thinking of other people I've opened for just a handful of times, and they haven't asked me back, even though I've done really well on the shows. <laughs> I'm like, is it because of the fucking? Hell car? yeah, it's because of the car. You think so? A positive B, because it's not even like it's not a diss to you. It's it's like yo, like my back hurts, my G. Like yeah. I got to be comfortable when I get to this show. You know, like I don't even book, uh, and not even on some flex. I, I always book the the thing in between coach and first. Yeah, when I business, fly, business yeah, fly. like business class, cause yeah. like it, it's I feel different when I land, yeah. and like especially that first night when you usually gotta land and perform. Yeah, like I can't be beat up and then I gotta go be funny on stage. Yeah, see, it's, that's it, it. It hurts. It's this, different. This brings up an interesting concept with like connect as it connects to self esteem. Uh. So like you, you know, I'm pretty open about being a sober guy. I go to 12 step meetings and there's another, there are other 12 step meetings. There's one and Ross and I have talked about it on the podcast. There's one relating to money. There's You got to drive a Kia to take AA? Yo, that's crazy, <laughs> B. It's a, it's a requirement. Well, that's, it's clear. 12 steps, drive an old ass Kia. Well, it's clearly a part of my rock bottom. Uh <laughs> No, there's a there's a money program about uh, debtors anonymous, uh, and okay. then there's there's another one connected to that called Under Earners Anonymous, and Under Earner is a person who doesn't have the self esteem to know what they're worth and to know how to ask for what they're worth. And Interesting. They they have trouble with money stuff, and uh, I have I've like twin tinges of that or whatever the word is. I've like shades of that sometimes, and for me it comes in the form of. Uh, yeah, like I'm booking a plane ticket. If I can do it, I'll get the cheapest possible ticket with the lowest number of amenities to try to save money. Same with hotel rooms or even motel rooms. I'm like, why would I spend $200 when I could spend $40 and just because I'm just going to crash anyway, but then I'm uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah. I wish I had a nicer space because sometimes you're just, you, you have to just kill time in a room. Right. And like, why, if I spent extra money, I'd be happy to be here. But instead, I'm in this disgusting place and wishing I would have invested more money. So it sounds like you've learned that early on in life that it's worth, like you're worth putting a little extra money into a thing. I mean, to be clear, we're both uh, 40. uh, So this isn't early. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, but I mean. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, No, I mean, there's value to that. I I hear you. Like I've I've been in the, I've done, I've done shows where like I stayed at a $20 motel. Uh, and like, I get it. Like I, there's times you have to do that and I ain't mad at it. Like that's the, 
that's how you like start. Yeah. Um. And even now, like if it comes up and like I like the opportunity, I still I slept in my car for gigs last year. Yeah. Where like I really wanted to do this spot and like uh, but money wise, if I booked the hotel, it wouldn't make sense anymore. Right. Right. Um. So yeah, I wanted to do it. I did the spot and I just passed out in my Pathfinder and yeah. then drove uh, home after the show. Um. So I'm not a- above that, but in turn. I also know every time I've done something like that, I feel it the oh, next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when I don't have to, like, especially if I can negotiate it into the thing, yeah, I book a place where I'm going to sleep okay. Or, like, yeah. I'm a big dude. I don't want to be in the middle of a row and coach. You know what I mean? I want leg room. I want to, like, know that the buckle ain't going to require all of my power to get it over my stomach to buckle in for my safety. I just want right. to know I'm comfortable. They're going to give me some peanuts, yeah. and I'm going to watch a cool movie in peace. Yeah. And, like, in turn, I think it shows in my product. Yeah. You know, I show up happy. I get to be more professional. Um, Yeah, like, I just think it's part of, like, doing your job well is yeah, yeah. taking care of that pre-show stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like it ain't like I'm. I'm with you. Economics come first. Um. But yo, there comes a point where like part of the economics is you uh making sure you taking care of you so you can get paid more yeah. by doing better. Yeah. Not me. No. And I. I have Unless that. like your whole spiel is like yo, I'm an angry comic and I right, need right. to come off as bitter and pissed off because I ain't sleep for four hours. Then yeah, keep torturing yourself. And coaching and kids and shit. Yeah, like I can only kill when I'm literally killing myself. <laughs> like uh, this set's only gonna go well if I have a slip disc. Real talk, beating yo. By all means, and indigestion and <laughs> yeah. Same with food on the road. Like yeah, like I'll go super cheap if I'm alone. You know, I'm like I'll just I'll just eat trash and then yeah. food. I'm with you, but like only cause, but it's actually because I'm trying to eat healthy. Mm. Like uh, whenever I'm on the road, I uh. I always stop at a Trader Joe's and just get yeah. like a loaf of bread, some natural peanut butter, and a bunch of fruits. Mm. It's probably when I eat the healthiest, low yeah. key. Um, and I, I just buy a bunch of like water. Yeah, I did that uh, right before the pandemic. In I think it was like February of that year. I got like five schools in upstate New York, and I did five schools in a row in a week. And yeah, I had a loaf of bread and yeah. the peanut butter in the car. You know, I got rooms every night, but yeah, I was like trying to just get like one good meal a day and then just snack the rest of the time. Yeah. Uh and it, it, it there's something romantic about that. It's like I'm I'm a comic. I'm out here doing it, you yeah. know? Like I'm 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 eating like a 4-year-old. <laughs> just like <laughs> I'll I'll have a nana before I go on stage tonight. Yeah. It's I guess like I I love the idea of it, but also like I grew up as a hip hop head and like I can't picture like Jay-Z like yeah me. I'm out here yeah. reasonable doubt. Yeah. Also, you know, I gotta make my own peanut butter and jelly. Well, he had Coke money too. <laughs> he wasn't just. I, I'm so curious if you could see his revenue stream comparisons. Like when he was starting out as a rapper, making zero dollars, he was probably making, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Uh, oh, a month. Uh, and then it flipped. Like eventually, started making more money with music. Yeah. But uh, there was a few weeks there where he was like, Man, I should just keep dealing this coke. Yeah. You know, and it made perfect sense. Comics don't deal coke enough. That's yeah. that's the answer. If you're a young comic, start dealing coke. I mean, that's how Miss Pat started. There you go. It works. Uh she got a sitcom on BET. Yeah. Miss Pat. Did you watch her pilot? Yeah. She's it's actually really dope. She has a good show. I wanna yeah. I wanna I would love to write for Mrs. Pat's show. I met her in the airport. What city were we in? We were both in a random city flying out, and I I said, I'm so sorry. I just have to say hello. I'm a big fan. And 
she said uh, and i was like and i would never normally do this i was like i'm a comic so it feels weird to even say hi and she's like oh what were you doing and i think it was a college time i can't remember what the hell where we were but yeah it was a college thing and she was like oh good for you it was just really nice yeah and, uh, i've heard great things yeah she's hilarious she's- she uh she has one of the things that i would uh love uh she is i believe one of the like oh uh uh, over 40s to like get a JFL new faces. Oh, that's you know interesting. I, mean? I love that's that a cool idea. Stat, yeah, yeah, because it's it's dope. It's like like uh, whenever you start, don't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's still new to the game and new to the industry. Uh, I love that whole concept of like that and like her art being recognized. Even though she'd been doing it for a while, it was just dope that like the industry like acknowledged it. Yeah. Like yo, she deserves to get seen more. Uh, so yeah, I'd love to get like a spot like that at like forty five or some shit. Like yo, yeah, he's starting out fresh face. Well, even though he's like twenty years in. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, that's a, I mean that is the truth for a lot of people getting yeah. new faces. They've been doing it for twelve years. Uh, well, I'd see it in your future. Fingers I, crossed, baby. I, I predict it. I see it. If you guys keep watching and supporting this podcast, it can only help our campaign to get Gastor up to Montreal. Uh, so so. Please keep tuning in. Uh, before we go on this episode, uh, did anything make you mad this week that you wanted to check in about? What's that mad about? You know, I was talking with my kids, and I got mad at the the lack of imagination that mm. we as a society are giving kids nowadays because. They asked me about old Brooklyn and memories I had growing up, and none of it sounded real to them. Mm. You know, I was telling them about how, like, I'd walk home and, like, random pit bulls would just be out. Like Like, a DMX video? Yeah, like, they would just be dogs (laughs) roaming the street. And, like, as a child, I had to learn how to walk in a way that didn't get a dog's attention because it wouldn't be leashed. It would just be a free dog. and that was enough of a thing that I had to learn as a skill, and yet my parents felt was not a big enough deal to, like, not let me walk on my own. Yeah. You know? And, and they also weren't going on the uh, next door app to be like, <laughs> somebody left their dog off their leash. Nope. It's just there was dogs out there. Yeah. And, like, uh, other things, like, uh, like, there was, like, an era where, like, I remember in, like, junior high school and in high school where, like, uh, there was like speculation of like a chupacabra. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like I talk to kids, and they don't have like a, they don't have like folklore. They don't have yeah, yeah. uh animals that are roaming. They don't have stories. There's no of, mythology. Yeah, anymore. there's none of that. It's just yeah. like it, everything is removed. You're like you're like. Have like you heard that. of the chupacabra? And they're like, is that on Snapchat? <laughs> or is that is that an Instagram filter? Like, no, it was a monster yeah. roaming the streets in the middle of the night. Straight up. We were scared, all of us, you know. There was articles written about it, even though no one had a real clear picture. Yeah. But we all felt it, you know. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you this. So this lack of imagination, do you think it is the screens and the video games and, the like, all that imagination is, like, provided to them? Yeah, that's the thing, like, because, like, when I ask them, like, what, a, like, there's creative things that they do that I find fascinating. But, like, it's a very specific kind of, like, thing they're imagining. Like, they are they all look like, uh, like, my daughter would, like, imagine creatures, but they all look like Tinkerbell to me. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, she has a very specific vision of that. And I'm like, yo, like, I don't know. Like, there's, like, uh, 
there's a lack of like possibilities mm. ironically because of how much possibility they have at their disposal mm-hmm. like they have an over amount of information and like it just like everything that i brought up just didn't seem and some of it wasn't even this like crazy like uh it was a simple thing too like uh i was talking about how like in new york when you drove every like major intersection had like a squeegee guy oh yes yeah and yeah she was like why and i was like because that that was a way to make money. It was like, a hustle. Yeah, it was a hustle. Yeah, and she's like, "What do they do now?" I was like, "I don't know. I don't know yeah, where they went. Where, where did those guys? They go? disappeared. Because my <laughs> Kia Sorento could use a freshening up. <laughs> Straight up, you you would give them a dollar. Not even they would aggressively start squeegeeing your car. Yeah, and they would take a dollar from you or else. Yeah. Yes, you know. Uh, yeah. but it was a thing, and like you would have to like proactively wave them off. Like, nah, yeah. I don't want you. Yeah, as soon as you got to the intersection. And she couldn't, like, wrap her head around the fact that, like, people were doing that. Yeah. And, yeah, and you can roll that into a speech about how nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah, yo. Used to be you just go out there and make some money for yourself. Straight up. How bad do you want $20 an hour? You don't need permission to be an entrepreneur in this city. You don't even need permission of the cars you're squeegeeing. Yeah. You just do it and then guilt them into giving you a dollar. It worked. It was amazing. There was a cool cardboard sign guy that, like, he had, like, the cardboard that he would flip around mm-hmm. and like he, yeah, yeah it was a conversation those, with you those are big in other cities like i've noticed out west like seattle or like i think i was in tacoma or some some like various california towns i've been in there's always the sign flippers just going for it i never really saw them in new york we had them like i would say 25 years ago yeah yeah you know like those are like fond memories for yeah. me as a kid and you they, had to go to uh, Alvin Ailey Dance School to learn how to get certified in sign flipping. I mean, that's like <laughs> such an impressive skill. What is it the the what method is that the acting thing the uh, Alexander technique? Or, yeah, like the yeah. stuff. Uh, that's what you got to do with the sign flipping. Yeah, the sign flipper actually has a pretty big role in Soul. Did we talk about Soul that movie? The piano dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just fire. Remember the pirate? The yeah. Anyway. Soul is beautiful, yo. Real talk. Yeah. I cry when I watch that movie. Yeah. Real, I, I feel so connected to the dude. Yeah. Uh, my kids don't get it. It's one of those things where, like, they think, like, I had a friend that looked like the guy. And uh, they think I'm, like, reminiscing of him passing away because <laughs> they, don't, they don't think I'd cry over a cartoon storyline. Well, did they, are you saying they don't get the film or they don't get why you were so emotionally attached to Yeah, because, like, it, it, especially my son, like, he doesn't see the direct connection. Like, I'm just seeing art for art. Yeah, yeah. Um, He doesn't, he's like, but that guy plays piano, you tell jokes. Yeah. Um, And he also doesn't necessarily see me telling jokes as art yet. Right. He just sees it as, like, I'm being silly on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that makes me mad. That Real he talk. doesn't he doesn't respect you yet. Yo. But he will. He will. Um well I, I don't really let's let's cut this one short. I don't wanna I don't wanna bog us down with more material. This has been a great episode. I feel like we really got to know you more and uh I, I feel like I gotta start researching used cars on Craigslist. Li- anyway, I mean, literally like or don't. Just maybe, don't have that car maybe, anymore. Just leave it alone. Maybe, maybe we could do one of those things where you just drive it off a cliff uh, <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, Listen, all I ask you to do is go on this Bushwick Reddit. Yes. And just tell people, hey, listen, there's a free Kia. <laughs> on the corner on of the this corner. and this. 2010, almost yeah. 200,000 miles. Here's the keys. You're going to want a dust buster to yeah. get rid of those goldfish. Real talk. A lot of bacon in the back if you went to that. And see how long it takes yeah. for that shit to disappear. 
It's you not, know what I mean? I mean? If I can write that off, it's not a bad plan. Yo, I'm telling you, but I, I predict several weeks yeah. <laughs> of this Kia collecting dust. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, nobody's res- nobody's responding to my free car ad. She's like, she's like, I tried to throw that thing away weeks ago. <laughs> Real talk, B. Just go to a mall, park, and like forget where oh, that shit that's is. Hilarious. B. Oh man, it is it is gaining lots of new dents here and there. Uh, you don't even give a shit when you no. park that thing, yo. Yeah, which is nice though. That's nice. That's liberating. What? Where's the bumper on this car? The car. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The whole thing. The whole thing, baby. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you next time. Peace.